when you grow up in a society where things are kind of defined for you, it's hard because your horizons are kind of limited. So we're trying to broaden that horizon and know that as a girl, I have no limits. Olympic Channel Podcast, Buenos Aires 2018. That was Walid Abu Nada. I'm Ed Knowles, and this is the official Olympic Channel podcast. We are in Buenos Aires, and as well as giving you all the headlines from the Youth Olympic Games every single day, we have found, or have been finding, the biggest Olympic talking points and asking some of the world's very best athletes to go in deep about all things Olympic. It is the last day, though, and what an absolutely epic time it's been in Buenos Aires. It has absolutely flown by as well. Top three moments from me. Meeting refugee swimmer Yusra Mardini, she said to me that I have to visit a refugee camp and I've made a promise and I intend to keep it. The crowds, all right, I suppose it's not a moment, but all those people in those crowds. I've been totally impressed with the atmosphere here at the Youth Olympic Games. Every single event I've been to has been like a massive party. Top respect to the organizers, all of that. And finally, there's nothing like meeting one of your heroes. Chad Leclerc was an absolute legend and I really enjoyed talking to him about Liverpool. And also it was probably my favorite interview that we've done over the past few days or weeks so go and check that one out if you have the time or you haven't already anyway one of my other favorite interviews not even lying is Walid Abu Nada after I finished speaking to him I was absolutely buzzing he is here with the Jordan team he's one of the young change makers here in Buenos Aires Walid set up a weightlifting club in the biggest Palestinian refugee camp outside of Palestine we talk about that and also a few of the Youth Olympic Games highlights that we both had. All that to come up, but first. The Youth Olympic Games headlines. Team USA storm to gold in the 3x3 basketball women's final against France. This is one of the winners, Hayley Van Lee. We were ready for it and we wanted it so bad and we just fed off each other and it resulted in what we wanted. A packed crowd at the Urban Park also cheered the Argentinian men to victory against Belgium. Russia's Daria Trubnikova won the Rhythmic Gymnastics individual all-round competition and gold is just the starter for Willas Valdez. The Mexican diver is hungry for more success after winning the gold medal in the men's 10-metre platform. He said that he wants to enjoy and celebrate this medal but then go back to Mexico to train and win more medals. Even after all the games wrap up, Olympic Channel will still be the place where the games never end. So watch all the highlights on the app or olympicchannel.com. Olympic Channel Podcast, Buenos Aires 2018. Walid Nada set up a weightlifting gym. It happens to be in Al-Bakar refugee camp in Jordan. His aim is to give young people hope Maybe someone from that camp will go to the Olympics one day. Waleed would like that, and it's his aim. But maybe they won't. Either way, for him, it's a success. It's his mission to help and better people. He's been here in Buenos Aires with the Jordan Olympic team, acting as a coach and mentor. Intrigued by his story, I tracked him down, and we began by sharing our Youth Olympic Games highlights. Olympic Channel Podcast. Honestly, the experience has, has been pretty overwhelming. Uh, having 206 countries here, 206 if I'm not mistaken, is really overwhelming. 
having breakfast, lunch, dinner with around 4,000 athletes. <laughs> That's a lot, but it's really nice. It's a nice experience meeting everyone here, talking to everyone, learning new experiences, new cultures, just seeing new things. It's really nice. Plus, Buenos Aires is always a nice city to have the Youth Olympic Games in. So, one of my favorite moments was actually our first athlete competing. His name is Zid. He's in Taekwondo. He won a bronze medal, so that was really nice wow. being there, supporting him from the stands, seeing, like, going through the journey with him. That's really nice because it's like a lot of years building up to this very sure. moment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And to see his hard work and effort, like, paying off is really nice. So, that's a highlight, being there for the athletes, basically. Another highlight is uh, bumping into random people. Well, not really random, but like <laughs> not not expecting to bumping into uh, like some athletes like Tony Hawk. Just uh, like Tony just Hawk. So Goodbye, ca baby. so casually, like <laughs> it's someone like you, like you know, back in the day playing PlayStation Two with that Tony Hawk game, yeah, yeah, then yeah. meeting the man himself here. That's always nice. Uh, also, some icons for me personally, like weightlifting. Uh, Dimas Piros. I know, that's, that is pretty, that, that is super cool. Like sometimes it's like the Youth Olympic Games, people might think, oh, the, you know, who's going to be there? What's it, got, what's it all about? And then it's like, you, you see one of your like all-time heroes in the flesh. And how was that meeting him? Oof, that was wonderful, honestly. Like they had the weightlifting focus day and none of our athletes are in weightlifting. I have nothing to do with weightlifting here in this event, but I went there for the focus day just to see him. And it was overwhelming, like uh, Dimas Pierce, most decorated weightlifter of all time, legend in the game. <laughs> and just meeting him in person was kind of intimidating to begin sure, with. Yeah, 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 but then like it was really nice and smooth and like getting to talk to him. Also meeting Morgan King, another weightlifting, like sure. a really big name in the sport as well. And just overall, like these moments are, I think it's what makes the entire yoga experience beautiful. Like you're getting to meet people you've always like looked up to in a way. And now you're just there talking and sitting with them. It makes everything really nice, honestly. <laughs> I think my, my moment was probably Argentina winning in the hockey, uh, the women's against India. And the atmosphere, I don't know about you, but the atmosphere has been crazy good. It's like all rammed, all the venues, like everyone's cheering. It's like, it's a proper experience, isn't it, in all of the venues? And you know, Brazil, Argentina is always a classic in football, <laughs> and it being played here in Buenos Aires in the games was something. I couldn't make it to the Technopolis because I had a meeting, but I watched it right over there actually with the big TV and big screen. Everyone was there. What an environment! Like 6,000 people, and apparently they've been waiting all day, and the atmosphere was really intense. It was beautiful, like. Exactly, and that's one of the lessons, I suppose, with that you're teaching. You've got 13 athletes here in total, right? And you've got to impart that knowledge, isn't it? It's, it's part of the experience, having a rowdy crowd, because sometimes for all the junior events, it's a lower profile. It's just that that's the reality. And sometimes when you go, you might just turn up at the Olympic Games and all of a sudden there's this huge crowd. That's why it's good to have these stands full and it's an experience. Especially at such a young age, like you have athletes that are 16, 17, Maybe this, we have an athlete actually, this games over here is his second international tournament only. Like he's been doing athletics for only four months, but managed to qualify for the games and actually do really good in it. And I think this experience is shaping him up to become a future champion. Like there's no way you can get and climb on top of the pyramid without facing things like these. And like at such a young age, I think this is crucial, so. So anyway, let's have a little talk about your background. You're not here just because you're with Jordan, you're here because of your incredible story 
in its own right, I think, too. Um, can you tell me a little bit about how you got started with sport and what you've managed to set up? In August 2017, I launched my first non-profit. It's called the Champ Camp. The Champ Camp is basically a safe space in the largest Palestinian refugee camp in the world outside of Palestine. It's called Al-Baqa, it's based in Jordan. And we provide a safe space for these kids to do weightlifting. We have 25 kids, 14 girls and 11 boys. So more girls than boys, which is nice. And rare. Yeah, rare and really nice to see, especially in a conservative society like that one. And uh, we're trying to provide, provide three different scopes. So we provide athletic, obviously, but we're also working on educational and social. So last summer, for instance, the kids all got like computer coding, English language, arts and life skills. And on the social aspect, we just like bring really like important people, in my opinion, that talk to the kids, inspire them, especially for the young girls, show them that like there are no limits to what a girl can do. And same for the boys to just like keep them away from like all the negative energy around in that area and just trying to direct their energy into something really positive. I think one of the things, everyone's really quick to sort of criticize social media, but one of the great things about social media is that you can connect with communities and people around the world so that when you get into weightlifting, before it used to be like a, bo a boring book in a library. Now it's like hashtag gains. You can like watch all these like amazing videos and people like killing it, you know, and the, of course the Olympics as well. It's really easy to just watch old stuff on, on YouTube or at the Olympic channel, for example. So yeah, I mean, it's, have you noticed that as like, like the community starts to bring itself in together and people sort of like really buying into the sport of weightlifting? In the community where the child camp's located? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah actually. Weightlifting is now kind of becoming the traditional sport of the area. It's like our local sport over there. Because like even the girls, they're going off to their schools, showing off to the other girls, like, look at what we do, look at how many kilograms I have on my bar. And like a lot of people are wanting to get involved. And like, it's really nice to see that their families are supporting it as well. Because look, like Olympic weightlifting in general is a sport that has a lot of misconceptions. People often think like it's this rough sport, only boy sport. And like, that's not even in a conservative area. I think that's applied universally like in general it's hard for a girl to enter such a sport so imagine in a conservative society so it's nice to see that changing honestly uh, we're trying to like there's a lot of myths about the sport some people like have these taboos that like it affects your fertility or like you hear the most random stuff about the sport it affects your bone density you're not going to grow taller if you play the sport but like we're trying to back up everything that we do with scientific studies with people who are knowledgeable in the field and like in the sport in general and now everyone knows about weightlifting they actually like went to their school and then their playground area they did like some weightlifting show in front of all their classmates yeah so that was nice to see like everyone in there is getting like more or less more involved in the sport I think the uh, I saw like on the documentary the doc which is really worth watching um, if anyone you can just look it up on the on the Facebook and I'll drop a link in the podcast description as well there is uh, like all these little girls with the bars like tiny, and they've got like mad good like posture and stuff. I was like, how have you managed to get all these people? <laughs> that was, it's, it's, it's super cool. But just going back to that, it's not always that easy to get, especially Middle Eastern girls, to a, a, even able to go and consistently turn up because maybe their family just don't see it in the same way or don't see the positive aspect. So it's incredible what you've done. Like, I honestly find it 
like in general, when you're speaking about women's involvement in sports, universally, anywhere around the world, there's a lot of work that needs to be put towards it. What's really nice about this game is it's the first game of gender equality, so that's, that's really nice to see. It's a big step in the Olympic movement. But if we want to talk about the Middle East, uh, I think people should like stop viewing the Middle East as this one place, like this one, let's say, area with people in it, and start looking at each country differently because it's a bunch of countries, just like how you can't generalize Europe, or Latin America, I think the same should be done towards the Middle East. And Jordan in general is, a, as we like we were talking about before the podcast, Jordan is a very stable country in between some like countries that are going through current like political turmoil right now. And uh, that led to an influx of refugees and that led to a lot of pressure on the country, putting it on a tight rope, but it's been managing well. And in terms of women's involvement over there, if you just see some of the campaigns that are going, we actually hosted the under-17s FIFA Women's World Cup a couple of years ago. And uh, women are constantly encouraged to enter into the sport. And it's harder, obviously, than other areas. But it's just generally because in that area, it's kind of viewed that uh, the, men, the men should do their thing, work, grow up, earn the money for the family. Wife should raise the kids, you know? But we're trying to change that misconception. We're trying to change those wrong views towards like gender roles and like what a woman should do, and rather focus more on what a woman can do. You know, and uh, that's pretty much it, honestly. Like we're just trying to change the entire view. Like you in, when you grow when you grow up in a society where things are kind of defined for you, it's hard because your horizons are kind of limited. So we're trying to broaden that horizon, show them things that are outside of their bubble in a way to try and inspire them more and like make them want to do more in their lives and know that as a girl I have no limits as a girl I can go on be independent do whatever sport I want uh, do whatever career I want which is like what we're constantly encouraging I, I think one of the things in, in weightlifting though that some people have or like reservations that is oh I'm gonna get too muscly or you know, I'm not going to. I'm going to start losing my femininity. Is that something? Is that something that you hear? That's. All, I hear a lot of things, and <laughs> that's one of them for sure. Because that's in general, like, because these girls are young. These girls you're talking about, our girls are between eight and thirteen. So the things I hear are not from the girls themselves, but rather from their parents or people telling these girls things about the sport. And that's something we're really trying to change. So I hear that from the parents, but we often do so. We have a social coordinator at the champ camp and part of her work, a big part of her work, is raising more awareness about the sport to the families. Because uh, an issue we face, honestly, like we've had three girls drop out and we have three girls just launch up to training. But we, that was a big difficulty, honestly, and a big setback because it kind of make kind of makes you feel that you failed in your mission in a way. So we went to their houses, talked to their parents, talked to their moms and dads, trying to show them that all these misconceptions that they're having about the sport are false, basically. And just showing them, like, because our slogan is building champion people. So what do we mean by building champion people is that, okay, if you're in the champ camp, some of you are going to grow up, become champion athletes, some of you are going to grow up, win medals, but all of you will become champion people. Champion people by being a champion with your family, a champion with your work, with your education, with just all aspects of your lives. So that's what we're trying to show that we're using weightlifting as a tool in order to enable that. So all these myths about oh, you're going to lose your femininity, no, we're trying to prove that actually you're going to gain more of your femininity by learning how to become a strong, independent female. Same applies to the men as well.
it's easier not to not to get involved. You yeah. know, yeah, it's but... easier to to. There's there's plenty of people that wouldn't have done what you've decided to do. That, that, yeah, I know, I know. That's a, that's kind of like the rough part of it in a way. Because honestly, for me, I always have a rule growing up. I never try and love something 100% or hate something 100%. So it's a way that I approach these kids in a way, but I couldn't, like, I got too attached to them. Where, like, when you get attached to people, you meet some beautiful people, beautiful souls, beautiful story, you want to do something. And honestly, in a, in a world where we are today at this point of time, in 2018, with the resources we have, it's let's say really easier to make a change than it was 20, 30 years back. With the amount of resources available, it all started with $100 for me. Like it all started with a donation from my brother actually, who donated $100 for the Champ Camp. Sorry, it was the first donation and everything kickstarted from there. Like we have a world and the platform, just like you were talking about social media and its power. Like we have a crazy platform with us that can help bring positive change. The documentary in its first 24 hours got like, 25,000 views, which was really overwhelming. Like, I wasn't expecting it at all. I had people from all over the world contacting me on how they can help, how they can support. So when you believe in something, when you have a really strong idea that you believe in, it's, it, it just becomes a commitment. It just becomes a commitment. A commitment like you don't want to let go and a commitment that you don't want to see fail. Like, I really want to see this succeed, honestly. Like, with all these kids, if uh, any of these kids, like, don't get the objective that I intend to have with them, I'm gonna feel like I failed with them. And uh, which is which, which drives you, it makes you wanna do more. So uh, I don't mind it, honestly, like it's rewarding. The reward is in the kids. And the, the Youth Olympic Games is an opportunity for you, I suppose, to meet some new people and talk about, you wouldn't have this opportunity to meet all these people from different countries and like tell them your story over dinner or breakfast or whatever, if it wasn't for this event, right? So something like this is, is absolutely essential to, for you to get the message out. And I think something like this is not only essential to get the message out there, but also like a key step for me in building myself as a character as well, because here in the Olympic Games, in the Youth Olympic Games, there's always someone better than you. There's always someone stronger, faster than you, who can swim faster than you, someone who, who has a cooler story than you, someone who has went through rougher things than you. So it's really nice not only that where I can be able to share my story, but also hear other stories. And not only that, like, not only the athletes, but my role as a young change maker really allowed me to meet people that I've always looked up to, like, other than the athletes outside the sports world, like a professor like Muhammad Yunus. And like sitting down, talking to him, telling him about the champ camp, telling him about my vision. When you're talking like to someone who won a Nobel Peace Prize, someone who was the founder of microfunding, and someone like you, like growing up, you write essays about, and then one day you're sitting there talking to him and sharing your story with him. Like this is really essential, honestly. Like I think it's exposing you to different experiences and just allowing you to get all these new thoughts, all these new experiences, take them back home with you and hopefully like apply them for the main objective you have in your life or main objective you have at that point of time in your life. What a guy. So much love to Alid. And that is that. Our daily podcast from the Youth Olympic Games is officially over. All right, not quite yet. 
but do get in touch with us. We are at Olympic Channel on all social platforms, and you can get me at Eddie Knowles with an I and an E and a K. You might see a little bonus podcast pop up in the not too distant future. We are already getting very excited about our big new Five Rings film, The Golden Generation. Keep an eye out for that one. Then we'll be returning to our usual weekly Wednesday podcast. So give us a subscribe. If you like us, a nice review is also well received, especially on iTunes, because it helps other people find us. Anyway, thanks for listening. See you all soon. Hasta luego. Think like an Olympian.